Welcome to another episode of the Anbree podcast. Today we're sitting down with Jody Mitchell, SEO blogger, expert, and also wedding photographer. Jody, welcome. Thank you for joining me on the Anbree podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, can you just, just explain to us in very simple terms, SEO, why it's important? We, we think we know what it is, and then we really have no idea at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so it is, it's one of those things, because it's an algorithm, it changes, like we all know the problems we have with Instagram, where it keeps changing the rules. It's pretty much the same with um, Google, except it's in a way just getting simpler. And I think that sort of confuses people in a way people are like, oh, surely it's got to get more complicated. You're going to have to do more. But really what Google loves is just really in-depth, informative content that's going to help people, inform people, that sort of thing. I love that. So what are some easy to implement on-page SEO techniques to improve website rankings that some of our listeners could implement straight away? So the the three things I always tell people to make sure that they have got there and present and nicely written and optimized are your page title and your meta description, which are the two things that you actually see on Google. So there's the shorter blue sentence at the top and then the longer gray sentence underneath. Top one is your page title, bottom one is your meta description. Um, that top one tells Google and your users, your searches, exactly what's going on on that page. So Google doesn't even have to be on that page to know exactly what it's about. So make it very self-explanatory, very does what it says on the tin. Um, your meta description, you can get a little bit salesy, a little bit markety. You kind of want to like lure people into clicking. And then moving on to the page itself, you're going to want a H1 tag, which is basically your headline for the page in a similar way to your page title very like does what it says on the tin um but yeah so you've got the page title which is on google and then your h1 which is on the page itself so your users will see it google will see it and it'll just be very this is what this page does this is how it's going to help you so for those that are listening and hearing h1 um that's going to be in your formatting so when you're writing the content for your for your page itself um, there needs, when you're formatting, highlighting the text and choosing paragraph or H1, H2, H3, yes, H4, exactly. you want to choose H1. Yeah. A lot of the time people, it's like attached to like a font or a size or something stylistic. So I think a lot of people think that it's just to, oh, make it look pretty, give right. it like a title. It does have an SEO use. It has like a very distinct purpose. So don't go too crazy with it. <laughs> Don't just use it loads to make everything look really pretty. Now, a lot of business owners um, are the lucky business owners that have the ability to hire someone to do their website. The developer is usually looking at things like this, correct? Yeah, absolutely. When you're doing the actual web page um, that you're writing, so you have several web pages, you can put in SEO keywords. Am I right in saying that? Or Yeah. So um, with your keywords, you kind of want to sprinkle them. Sprinkle them. How so? Yeah. So throughout the content, throughout like the actual written copy on the page, through your titles, through your, all of it, just 
sprinkle it nicely. <laughs> Evenly. So how can yeah. they find the right words, the right keywords to sprinkle for their niche? So there are a few tools out there. My personal favorite is Google Keyword Planner. It's completely free. It comes straight from Google itself. So you know it's gonna be, it's gonna be trustworthy. It's gonna have all the right information in it. Um, but depending on like what business you're in, there might not be like huge search volumes, big numbers. So what you can do instead is if you type in the keyword you think will be the right one. So for me, it could just be wedding photographer in the UK or UK wedding photographer. And then if you scroll down a little bit, you'll probably see a little box that says people also ask. And that'll have loads of questions in it that are related to the keyword you just put in. And it will give you a few more ideas on like related keywords, other little like variations of keywords that you can also then put in your content. And it's going to make Google think, oh, this person really is like covering that whole topic. They really know what they're on about. And it's going to boost something called topic authority, which Google loves. And I think that we should reemphasize sprinkling. So let's not just throw all the keywords that you're finding onto the page and <laughs> one big sentence. <laughs> Make it, yeah, if you read it out loud and you sound like a robot, you've gone too far. And so with AI coming onto the scene, what's your take on that? So this, because it's still, it's so new and interesting. I still haven't like fully decided my opinion on it. Um, what I have been saying at the moment, just because I'm still wary of like potential lifting of other people's content, any like duplicate issues, um, is use it to create an outline for your copy, use it to create like the structure, the template, but then make sure you're actually writing it yourself. Or if you do use AI or chat GPT to write out all of it, still go through it customize it a little bit make sure it's still your voice coming through because like no robot is ever going to be able to do your voice the way you can and that is as much as google loves all the technical stuff that is what's gonna that's what your users are gonna love the most mm -hmm. because i'm thinking if if most people are using that and that technology is able to optimally use the keywords that you're needing becomes much more competitive yeah definitely and because no one's really sure how much of it's plagiarized or lifted slightly from something else all this content could end up being the same if everyone's using it in exactly the same way so yeah it's something I'm still a little bit wary about well um that takes me to you know writing content um having content on your site that's google and and search engines are going to be able to pick up and, and put you in front of your audience. Part of that is creating content in the form of blogging. Now, not all, not all businesses and not all entrepreneurs are all about the blogging. They think, oh, I've got to go in there every day and write an article and push out this new content on top of everything else that I'm doing. Can you help us understand the importance of blogging and not only why it's important, but should we focus on evergreen content or time-sensitive content? With anything, I think there is a balance. 
So with um, blogging, evergreen content is obviously fantastic because it's going to start bringing in those clicks, those views all year round. But I think with more seasonal stuff, you're going to see those spikes, especially if it's seasonal and will repeat every year. So if it's like Christmas related, the long like, yeah, it's only going to be relevant a certain amount of time through the year. But as it gets older and more mature, it's going to keep coming back year after year. So it is still so valuable, even if you think, oh, this is only going to be relevant for a couple of months. Um, But with blogging, I think the most important thing is consistency. It's not smash out as many blog posts as you can. It's do as many, as often as you can keep consistent. So whether that's whether that is once a week and you've got all the time in the world, whether that's once a month, once every two months, once a quarter, just make sure that it's something that is achievable and you can keep doing that. Because it's better to have one come out every three months than do five or six in a month and then don't do it ever again. Um, So do whatever's manageable for you and just just see what what you can actually achieve. Um, but yeah, blogging is so important. It means you can rank for other keywords that you wouldn't necessarily be able to because you can write about more specific topics. So for me, again, as a wedding photographer, all of my main pages are about my actual wedding photography, my packages, my pricing about me. And then with my blog posts, you can be so much more specific, like how to get the best confetti photos, how to make your group shots go as smoothly as you can what to do if it rains on your wedding day all of those really specific but helpful topics that otherwise you wouldn't necessarily cover so your blog can really help you not only with um your search engine and optimizing for search engines but you can really uh drill down and showcase expertise in very specific areas of your business Yeah, especially if there are certain questions you see that your customers are asking you regularly, you write a blog post that's answering all of that. Not only are people going to be able to find that information really easily and then potentially draw more people in that are like, oh, this person really knows what they're talking about. I'll hire them or I'll buy from them. It also saves loads of time when people come to you asking these questions. You're like, yeah, just read this blog post. They'll answer all your questions. So it turns into a knowledge base for your business as well. And so how can social media help boost SEO and blog reach? Oh, definitely don't. A lot of people have a habit of writing a blog post and then not not telling anyone, not shouting about it, not sharing anyone, just being like, oh, that's done now. That's fine. But really make sure you're showing it off, you're shouting about it. Put it on Instagram, make a grid post for it, put it on your stories with a link to it. You can even make a TikTok or a reel from all the like key points and then be like, if you want more information, go to that blog post. It's going to be so good, especially if it's a collaboration with other people and you can get them to share and then that will widen your audience and your reach even further. When you're collaborating with others, or maybe there is some cross-marketing that's happening, there's a need for backlinks. Can you explain to our listeners, A, what is a backlink? And B, how can you use backlinks for your business? 
Anbury is thrilled to present a new community crafted exclusively for you. Elevate your business game with a powerhouse combination of knowledge, networking, and personalized support. Connect with a tribe of like-minded entrepreneurs and small business owners who share your passion. Exchange ideas, collaborate on exciting ventures, and propel each other's growth to new heights. Our interactive workshops led by industry experts cover the full spectrum of marketing, finance, branding, and beyond. Experience the magic of a weekly live kickoff call with Anbury to guide you through streamlining processes, overcoming obstacles, and securing those well-deserved wins. Together, we'll conquer challenges, offer advice, and celebrate victories, making the journey all the more rewarding. Ready to soar? Join the Anbury Village today and unlock a treasure trove of benefits designed to skyrocket your business success. Register now at Anbury.com and be part of this extraordinary journey. Your business deserves nothing less than greatness. Let's make it happen together. So a backlink is in like, by definition, a link back to your website. So it is another website that's got a link to yours. Um, and these are really, really important. They are one of the oldest um, like ranking factors back from like 25 years ago when Google first started. Um, because it basically tells Google that if someone else is linking to your website, that you must know what you're on about. You must be like an authority in your industry, in that topic. And it it's basically like, oh, they wouldn't link to you if they didn't have good reason. So it just proves to Google that like you're, you're the best and you know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and really, there are a few really good ways to get these backlinks. So um, guest blogging is probably the easiest. So if there's another, if you're collaborating with someone, then whether that's you writing a blog post on their website, then writing one on yours, then you can do like a little backlink swap and then your audiences hopefully are relevant and similar to each other. And then you can sort of share that audience out. Another way you can do this is through things like directories and listings in other places. So that's especially good if you're like a local business. So you can get into like a local directory for your town, for your like county, your state, anything like that. And that's going to give you a really good backlink. Anything like that, that's sort of sharing the love is like the best way to do it. And I also encourage you to sort of link to other businesses in a sort of like treat others how you would like to be treated because backlinks make the SEO world go round. So keep linking to people. What are some common SEO mistakes to avoid? Not updating pages regularly and sort of just leaving them to get all dusty and sad. So I always recommend going into a page once a year or so, at least, and just giving it a bit of a spruce up, check all the information's relevant. If you're doing your keyword research through the tool, like tools and stuff that I mentioned earlier, there might be more like different keywords that weren't around last year. So just check that everything is as relevant as it can be. Just give a little spruce up. That's always really, really good. And it sort of breathes new life into it because Google loves like, fresh stuff so if you're updating an old page it's going to be like oh yeah this is exciting let me boost those rankings for you um and also as we mentioned earlier it's called keyword stuffing and just like really getting them in there to the point that it doesn't really make sense and you're it's obvious that it's being written for search engines 
like as a machine, it really does not like it if you write for a machine. So make sure it is written really naturally. You're making sure that it is informative. You're teaching people. You are helping people, informing them. Um, so yeah, keeping things fresh, sprucing things up. Which metrics, what analytics matter most for measuring their SEO success and then their blogging success as well? So my favorite analytics tool of all time is Google Search Console. Um, so it's separate to Google Analytics, which I think is the one that people know most. Um, not everyone knows about Google Search Console, but it is brilliant, especially for like getting really granular with your like organic and SEO results. Where Google Analytics does everything, it can get a little bit overwhelming when you're like, I just want to look at organic, I just want to look at SEO. So Google Search Console is purely SEO based, but it only has four metrics, which makes it so much easier and so much simpler to see. Those are clicks, impressions, um, click-through rate, which is like, which is your impressions divided by clicks all the other way around. So sort of the same thing anyway. And average position. And average position will tell you what keywords rank for what position and what pages rank for what position. So it is so, so good for knowing exactly what pages are ranking for what keywords. Because then you can make an actual plan of action if you're like, oh, I want to rank better for that keyword on that page. You can keep track of that and you can actually know because you can compare it like period over period. So three months against the last three months, three months against this time last year. Um, and it's just really, really helpful for knowing exactly what's working for you on your website and what you can then do about that. Thing, the thing I think people get the most scared of or dislike the most about SEO is how long it can take to get results because it is such a long-term marketing strategy. Don't be scared that it's taking a long time. Doing bit by bit yourself is absolutely gonna make a difference. It might just take a little bit longer than an Instagram post would. I know we talked that you're a full-time wedding photographer, but you also do SEO and blogging coaching and you're running an online community. Um, you're doing free giveaways, guides, uh, tutorials, all, all of that. Get, give us one of your favorite success stories. So one of my favorite success stories is a lady that I met through me teaching about SEO she runs a blog all about I think she's a landlord um so she runs a blog teaching other landlords about landlordy things um and she messaged me at the beginning of her SEO journey quite a few times saying when's it gonna start happening I've been doing this for three months now four months now and I'm just not seeing things happening to which I replied every time, just keep going, have the keep the faith, it, it will happen. And then two, three months ago, I get messages and she posts into my Facebook community with like a screenshot of her getting, like on Google search console can give you like little awards when you hit certain milestones with the amount of clicks you're getting per month. And she's hit like 3000 clicks a month, which was her latest milestone. She's really, really happy about it. And I was like, see I, I told you it was gonna happen and she's like yeah it's fine the balls finally like started rolling it's all happening now look at the, look at my little google search console awards so it's a marathon not a sprint 
Absolutely. We, we only have a couple of more questions. How can businesses enhance the user experience on their websites for better SEO and conversions? So that is make sure the biggest one is to make sure that your mobile website works just as well as your desktop, just because so many people instantly reach to their phones before they're ever going to like sit down at their PC, their laptop these days. So mobile is so, so important to make sure it's nice and quick, well-optimized, easy to use. Something I would also really recommend doing is making sure all your like key pages are linked together really well. Um, what I see a lot when I do my site audits is that people will have like a, like a menu on their site, like the menu at the top of their page, but no links from the actual copy itself. To make sure people, to get the best user experience, to keep people moving around your website, you want to make sure those key pages are linked to within the content itself. So as people are moving around the page, people are blind when it comes to those top menus, those drop down menus, side menus. So you need to sort of hold their hand and guide them through the journey that you actually want them to take. So again, giving you an example from my industry, I always encourage people so if someone lands on my like wedding packages website to make sure there's also a link to my portfolio so they can see all of my work, make sure there's a link to my contact page so then they can actually inquire with me and we can start having that conversation. So making sure those key pages are all nicely linked together. Also, the more like relevant and useful links that you have to all of your pages from within your own website internally linking that's also going to give your pages a boost in itself. What are some other effective content promotion strategies that they can put in place to reach a wider audience than what they're reaching today? Oh, that is a good question. What you can also do is, this is technically a form of outreach. So it's a little bit stepping into that PR section which I think a lot of it can gross a lot of people out I know when I used to do it at my old agency I really hated doing this just because it feels a little bit uncomfortable but what you can do is if you've just written a new blog post is or you've got a new page that might be useful to people is email those other people those other businesses those other bloggers anything like that and just be like hi I've got I've just written this new blog post I think it might be really useful for your audience because of xyz here's the link I'd really appreciate if you link back to it because then it's called backlink outreach and it is a little bit gross but it is it's a classic form of PR and SEO um but yeah by doing that if you do get a couple of backlinks out of it that's gonna then give that page a whole new audience in itself but also again tell google that if they're linking to you you must be you must be a pretty big shot in your industry how about doing a little bit of their own market research so if they're going on social media quora <laughs> or reddit yes things like that and answering questions with the links to their blog posts to their site that answers those questions is that effective or is that um 100 um it's not it might not necessarily be a sort of backlink that will boost those rankings but it would still 100 percent get you into that wider audience and potentially get 
the right people on your website if they're already asking the questions and you can solve that problem you're most of the way there already and finding collaboration for backlinks through maybe going through linkedin with other experts following people yes, that are in your industry absolutely it's so it's so beneficial to just have a community like it's very much a community over competition sort of thing especially if like there are other experts that you can collaborate with to sort of help more people a lot of people are looking at this as separate pieces of their business so i have my website that i've done and that's done check it's going to sit there it's going to do what websites do just be pretty and then i have my social media strategy and my social media accounts and my posts that I'm doing. And then I have my marketing strategy over here and there's very light or minimal piecing together and using it all together. Yeah, definitely. I think where I think people are sort of checking more into looking after their website and knowing that SEO is important where just like the way that Instagram has been going, where like when loads of people started losing their accounts were getting locked out people sort of suddenly started going oh god like what if I lose what if I lose my Instagram what will I have left so by having that website in the background that is yours you cannot lose that so that's always so good to always always have a website um but especially with things like blogging if you treat that long-form blog content as like the ground zero for your content create that blog post. And then from then you can create, like I said, like an Instagram carousel for all of those pieces. You can create Pinterest pins to then link people back to it. All sorts. You can make so much content just out of this blog post. So start there and then, yeah. And then waterfall that into your social media content strategy for the week or for the month. Um, And it will actually get you blogging more. Because you're wanting to be consistent in your social media. Yeah, every everyone focuses so much more on Instagram because like you post it and then you get the likes and you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then with SEO, you're like posting a blog post and there's just crickets for ages. <laughs> right. Like like your client going, when is this going to happen for me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just got to keep the fact that it'll happen. Promise. Well, I thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom. Um, and your expertise with our listeners. Is there anything that you would like to add on before we close out? I do have a Facebook community where I drop in weekly tips, really simple, really easily, because anyone can do it. Um, And you will find that at nowhere to number one. And yeah, hopefully I'll see you in there.